T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. B. Mitch and Finley, 1067 The Fan. It's time for our weekly conversation with our guy, Mr. Barstool Nate. Nate will join us via the BetQL guest line. Sports betting has come to Maryland. Don't place that first bet without checking with BetQL. BetQL analyzes every game to find you the most profitable betting opportunities. Get three free days of BetQL access by downloading the BetQL app or visiting BetQL.com. All right, let's go to our boy Nate Dog. Eric, what's up, buddy? Hello, how are you? Happy January 17th. What's going on? <laughs> uh, big Caps win yesterday. You see yeah, that? Huge. Yep. Came Caps are awesome. Down 3-0. Came back. Yep. That team's a wagon. It's fun to watch Backstrom and Wilson and Ovi and all the boys just playing great hockey once again. 24-16-6, climbing the standings against all odds. It's great to see. Um, what about this weekend's football matches? I wanted to. I want to ask this. There's a few things football wise I want to talk about. I want to talk yeah. about wild card weekend. I want to talk about Commanders' offense coordinator, and I want to talk about Commanders' quarterback. Uh, let's. Those th- are three huge topics that I would love to talk to you boys about. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Um, wild card weekend. You are in a perhaps one of the loudest, proudest Commanders fans on this here planet. Yes. What was tougher for you to watch? The Cowboys kicking the Bucks' ass or <laughs> the Giants going to Minnesota and beating the Vikings? Good question, JP. You are great at your job. Uh, I, I'll start by saying this. Usually we have some duds in the wild card round especially. I love this. I thought every single game had a story, and I thought every game, even – the Niners-Seahawks game, at least it had Purdy, at least it had a story, Shanahan, etc. cetera. I, I loved this weekend of football. I thought it was maybe one of the best just pure wild card rounds that we've seen ever. I, I thought every game, I thought the Giants game was kind of whatever, but at least it kept, they kept it close. Um, th- which game hurt more? I, the, the Bucks were bad all season, so I fully expected the Cowboys to go in and win. I didn't know they were going to destroy them like that because Brady is still Brady, but he played terrible. Um, Dak got his swagger back, which that's what hurt the most is like, oh, yeah, this team is a problem. That Cowboys team is a situation. And I know besides a Washington Super Bowl win, like, we love watching the Cowboys pain and suffer and, you know, just, just getting killed out of the playoffs year after year after year for the last 25 years. Um, 
So that that hurt way more than seeing the Giants go into Minnesota. Who cares about Kirk Cousins in Minnesota? That's that's nothing. Dak beating Tom Brady in Tampa and just dominating both sides of the ball that that really really brought pain to me because I I know I can speak for everybody listening. We do not want to see the Cowboys in the Super Bowl whatsoever. That would be just the most painful two weeks. Even if they lose, just them being there, that that would sting. I, I do not want that. I, I don't think we want to see the Cowboys, but I think for me watching the Giants, and I know all year we all tried to dis, you know, basically totally. say the Giants were not what they not. Oh, they're not that good. They're not this. Mm-hmm. They're not that. And I'm watching right before our eyes. I'm watching a quarterback who everybody thought was done start to perform at a level that we would love to see any one of ours perform at. So I so threw that, that, Daniel that, Jones that in the trouble trash. That troubles me more than anything. I, I've thrown him in the trash so many times. So I, I, I'm coping a little bit, and this is how I'm doing it. They have to sign him to a huge contract now, and all we can hope is that they give him the bag and then he regresses and he never becomes the guy. We have to hope that he's a Matt Ryan type, a Joe Flacco type without the Super Bowl, that they had to pay him but he's never going to be that elite level quarterback. And that's how I'm coping is we know they have to pay him, you know, whatever, 30, $40 million a year now. And he's still Daniel Jones, you know, like I'm still holding on to that. I'm still just reaching for that, that hopefully he just cannot get to the level of a Super Bowl perennial playoff, you know, quarterback who doesn't have silly turnovers and all of that, that that's where I'm putting every single just, just ounce of my energy is the hoping but, and hey, You got to look at the but fact here's that he passed for 325. He rushed for I, over I, 70. Hey, hey, I, no I other quarterback I, ever did that. And the I man the is numbers. looking better these days, man. So instead of, instead of hating on them, how about we start putting the pressure on our own squad to at least get a Daniel that's, Jones and build him? That's the toughest part for me is, listen, man, the Cowboys have flamed out in the playoffs, but they've been pretty good for a while. They've mm-hmm. identified Dak. They've got good weapons. Micah Parsons is a serious problem. I don't know that you're ever going to win a Super Bowl with Mike McCarthy. I guess he did it in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. But, like, we know the Cowboys are good. The Giants last season went 4-13. and And if you remember, Jake Fromm, in a Week 18 loss to the Washington football team, Joe Judge called back-to-back QB sneaks from inside their own 15 because he just wanted to get the game over with. Like, they were at rock bottom. Mm-hmm. And in one year, with a new GM, new head coach, they're able to build an offense that suits their young quarterback and go from four and thirteen to nine seven and one, and win a road playoff game. Dude, I hate the Cowboys <laughs> with every ounce of my being. But that watching the Giants flip this thing upside down that fast, and dude, what do we always talk about? Be you win games in the trenches. Dexter Lawrence might have won that damn game in Minnesota. Himself, yeah. Like, so let me let me push back a little for bit. Me, let me, is I think Washington has more talent than New York, and New York is now in the divisional round of the playoffs, and Washington didn't even make it. So let me push back on that a little bit. I think the Giants are very, very, very well coached, and Daniel Jones is obviously the leading beneficiary of that. He still only threw for thirty two hundred yards and only fifteen touchdowns. Like that is not. I'm not making this out. I'm not making this about Daniel Jones, and maybe they will overpay him, and that becomes a problem. Like right now, watching the Giants go on the road and win a playoff game when I think the Commanders are better than them is harder for me to deal with. 
so I, I get what you're saying. I see both sides. I'm just still they, – they, Daniel Jones is such the bell of the ball right now with every Giants fan that they're throwing out you know, everything bad that he's done. Maybe he's developing, you know, taking leaps and bounds right in front of our eyes. I think his, his, he's, he doesn't throw for a ton of yards, which is bad in the NFL. And he doesn't throw for a ton of touchdowns, which is bad in the NFL. He has a great system and a great coaching staff around him. And Saquon's I, I'm, I'm not overly, overly concerned with him or the Giants at this exact moment because, as I said, I'm still just holding out every hope in the world that it's more coaching than Daniel Jones and they're going to pay him and they're going to just regret that huge contract eventually. I just I need to hold on to something with them and yeah. that's what I'm but holding you on. You have to realize he did run though, for another you got to realize that if, it, if it's coaching and you have a guy with talent and he's getting better because of the coaching, that means he's yep. going to get better than what he is now. Yeah, but I'm we grasping. we are, I, 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 I think, admit that I'm grasping. Yeah, but what he's done already, <laughs> we don't have playoff. We don't have people that's doing that at our quarterback position. I think instead of hating on him, we need to put the pressure here to make sure they get it right here. Well, yeah, we've done that for the last three decades, and nothing's come from it. It, it. We saw it this year. It didn't matter if we had Carson Wentz or Heineke playing quarterback. They were running the same bad system regardless who was there. We don't have the coaching here. We've never had the coaching here. And when we have had the coaching here, we just let them go to San Francisco or to Green Bay or to anywhere else. So, yeah, we have a huge problem here at home. But how many more times in years and days and months can we talk about how terrible the organization is in Washington till we get a new owner? We know nothing's going to change. We can toss out Scott Turner and bring in a new guy. The new guy is still working under Ron Rivera, who's working under Dan Snyder for the time being. So nothing has ever really changed in Washington. So we just have to moan and, and complain about other places. <laughs> just and hope DJ doesn't become, I don't know, man. He looked yeah. pretty good the other day. Uh, talking <laughs> with our friend Barstool Nate here on the BetQL guest line. You and, get- and, and one more thing about that. This all comes on the heels of me uh, just going – everything about Philadelphia, they've completely rebuilt perfectly, and they found their quarterback and everything. Nobody wanted them to fail more than I did, and they just succeeded – so perfectly right in my face, my dumb, stupid face. So now I've just moved that energy over to the Giants. Like, all right, well, the Eagles did it. I was wrong about that. So now I'm just doing it with the Giants, and then we're just going to do it again with the next team. That's all we got. I love your unapologetic fandom, and things are so bad, we're just going to hate on everybody else. I'm sincere. I I, I love that about you. It's all you can do, man. Dude, have like, you you want to get more depressed? Beyond just the fact that three out of four NFC East teams are in the divisional round, think about this. Within five years, maybe it's six, within five or six years, the Eagles, with different quarterbacks and different head coaches, have qualified for the one seed in the NFC yeah. playoffs. It, they they plucked Jalen Hurts out of the draft and draft. I go, oh, Think well, about he can't that. play downfield. He, he we're, can't do this. He can't we, do that. We grasp in DC grasps for a wild card spot or a junk NFC yeah. East title when everybody stinks. Yeah, yeah. And meanwhile, uh, Kyle Shanahan is just taking Mister Mister Relevant, turning him to John Elway. Like Dallas, <laughs> Daniel Jones is now Joe Montana. Like it, it, it doesn't make sense. We. We've gone. I think Purdy's more Montana and DJ's more Elway if we're getting technical. But I, I, if you want to play the semantics game, fine. The point is, every other team can figure it out. 
Doug Peterson wins a Super Bowl in Philly. Now he's going to go do the same down in Jacksonville. He's going to develop Trevor Lawrence into, you know, the best quarterback of all time. And we're just sitting here talking about our owner who's now a U.K. citizen. Uh, Like, nothing (laughs) makes sense at all. Um, Talking with our friend Marcel Nate here. Uh, you know what's funny, Nate Dog, is when you first got on, you sounded like perhaps a little sick, a little down, a little tired. But you're you're ready to rock right now, dude. Um, I'm always ready to rock with you guys. You because you know the three of us get on the phone every Tuesday and we just lay it out exactly how it is. We 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 don't mince words. Ron Rivera is still the coach of this team, and what does that mean? That we haven't really done what we need to do in the offseason. Let's talk about that. We so, got rid of Scott Turner. Fine. But guess who we're, we're interviewing? Every single old guy who's been passed around the league 500 times because Ron Rivera has stakes with them at the Combine in Indianapolis. We're not bringing in some up-and-coming guy who understands how the NFL works. No, we're going to get another retread who doesn't understand the NFL, and then we're just going to go on and on and on and on. So I wanted to ask you this. Um, there are right now six offensive coordinator openings, and some – Six is kind of hard to say because there's some head coaching openings too, so ideally they could need an OC. But there are six situations where the head coach is installed and they need an OC, okay? Yep. Chargers, Commanders, Titans, Rams, Jets, Patriots. Mm-hmm. The Chargers are obviously the top dog on this list. Um, you got you got Herbert. You've got a defensive head coach. You get to be the play caller. Um, I. I would argue the Rams are second just because you should have Stafford back. You should have Cooper Cup back. They have a ton of talent out there. But Sean's going to be the play caller. I think you can make a case that the commanders are third on this list of appealing. Well, my case would be the wideouts, and you get to be the play caller. Yeah, but you 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 have uncertainty with the coaching. I mean, sure. with, with the ownership right now. And you, you, got you, you, don't know, you don't know if this coaching staff will be here after this year or even halfway through this year. Uncertainty of quarterback. Too. Yeah. So yeah. That, that I think you can't throw them the three at all. What would what would you say, Nate? Where do the commanders where does the commander's offense coordinator opening stack up compared to the rest of these openings? Yeah, I I, I actually agree with you, JP, that despite all the turmoil and the questions, especially even at quarterback, I, ownership aside, just, just looking at the guys on the field, even with the quarterback situation, the amount of talent on this Washington team on offense, I think is just too good to overlook. You know, two good running backs. Uh, obviously, we need to upgrade the offensive line, uh, but the wide receivers and the tight ends, too, I, I just think are too special to say this team is bad. And if you want to be an offensive coordinator who can develop a young quarterback, if, if Sam Howell's the guy, like you have a dude with great arm strength, some athleticism, and the ability to design a system around him. If we're saying right now, January 17th, he's the quarterback, we need to get an offensive coordinator in here by tomorrow and just start working a system with him, playing to his strengths, and and just going from there. I I think this is a great opportunity. Uh, It's very sink or swim, obviously, because of the, the quarterback position, is everything. And if you don't have one, you can be the best offensive mind in the world, but you can't make a guy read a defense and complete passes. So it, it, it's a high-risk, high-reward situation in Washington that I think a very smart, young offensive coordinator could take advantage of. Um, uh, San Diego, the Chargers are obviously a great spot because of Justin Herbert, but Brendan Staley is such a bad head coach. I, I it, it doesn't seem like he would be fun to work for. Like, he just... He's not a great head coach whatsoever. Not that Ron Rivera is, but Staley just, woof. 
my God, is he bad. Um, Jets. Yeah, but you, you're talking about Jets. all this talent we have at receiver. They want to run the ball two times, two to one. Well, they want to run it two run. to one. So what the hell that means? That's a good point. Uh, Beamish, I mean, if that actually, Beamish, if that happens, uh, we it, it will. didn't happen. And the coach that was calling him, and he tried to call as many running plays as he can down the stretch, he got fired. If that actually happens, we will have such bigger issues on our hands that we'll probably go to jail for. It. Like we're not going to run the ball two out of every three plays. That that's just an absurd thing to do in the modern day NFL. It's a passing league. It will stay a passing league. I I think Ron Rivera just says words and he doesn't even know what he's saying. He he just he leaves that press conference and he doesn't even remember the words that he just said. He just says stuff. So I, I'm not putting a ton of eggs into that basket. Uh, and he's not the offensive coordinator, so we'll bring in a guy who designs his own system. He's and whatever, whatever Ron said two weeks ago will be completely irrelevant, in my opinion. I, I it's just a gut feel. I think it's going to be Pat Shermer. I think they're going to interview a whole of bunch of people. But in the end, it's like, all right, who's going to take this job with all the uncertainty? Probably somebody that doesn't have a lot of other awesome options. And who does Ron really want when he boils it all down? Somebody he trusts. So. That's a that's a hunch. We shall see. Trust or can control. Yeah, that's a, that's. I I don't know if it's necessarily. True. It, it might be both. It might be either or. Um, Nate, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about uh, the end of the Giants Vikings game and Kirk's decision to throw <laughs> a three <Yeah>. yard <laughs> out to the tight end, fourth uh, and eight, fourth Kirk. and eight with the playoffs on the line. What what'd you make of that throw? Man, I. I root for Kirk. He means so well. You know, he he was he he's a friendly guy. He doesn't have a harmful bone in his body. And then he he throws you know a three yard tight end out when with the game on the line. And it's just I just Twitter gets on him. The pundits get on him. I just feel so bad for him. It's like Kirk, how how do you still 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 do this? I just want to give him a hug and be like, man, you just gotta just. When you know it's fourth and eight with the game on the line, just you gotta just remember or have someone in the huddle. We need an offensive lineman on whatever team he's on to always remind him, throw to the sticks. It's fourth and eight. It's just <laughs> I, I felt bad for him, but that's that's Kirk. You know, every every five years or so, there's a new Kirk that cycles in who just does something dumb all the time. Whether it's taking a knee instead of spiking the ball, which we saw he did, did in Philly. It's just Kirk's Kirk. He'll always be Kirk, but I still root for him because why not? I, I, if he wins one Super Bowl in his career, that would be fantastic. It would, it would just be so delightful to see Kirk Cousins win a Super Bowl. I don't think it'll happen, but I still root for the guy. Uh, the last one, and I meant to ask this before the Kirk thing. How do you feel about the commander's offseason goal? I don't want to lead you here. I just, How do you mm-hmm. feel about the direction in this offseason right now? We're, I, I'll keep saying it. We're in purgatory. I don't expect a lot to happen as long as ownership is in flux like this. Uh, I, my friend JP Fenley uh, reported that the sale should be done. I believe he said by March, Could which be. is encouraging. There, there are a lot of people that hope that are thinking March. But no, I, I'm not expecting a ton. I, I, it also helps that we have a great nucleus on both sides of the ball, and we'll be able to improve by you know getting the second tier and maybe even third tier free agents. And we'll, we'll be able to get some guys in the draft, but uh, I, I'm not expecting an onslaught of, of moves and changes. We, we need an offensive coordinator and maybe some of the, you know, positional coaches will go to other teams and we'll have to 
find some other guys. But besides that, I expect it outside of just normal Washington, you know, front office drama, which always takes the lead in any offseason. There'll be more lawsuits. There'll be more weird Dan Snyder things. But for the football personnel stuff, I'm not expecting a ton of fireworks. Appreciate your time as always, pal. Hey, I appreciate you guys a lot. That's our guy, Barstool Nate. Give him a follow at Barstool Nate. I got a phone number for you, Nate. Ooh, what is that? You got what for me? A phone number. What's that? You need some psychological help. You believe the stuff you be saying. (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah. (laughs) I'm just saying, bro. Life is about waking up and coping and just. No, you got to learn how to stop (laughs) repeating the same things. That's how you change your life. It is what it is. It is what it is. Good luck changing your life. All right, man. Thank you. All right, that's our guy, Nate. Uh, when we return, should we open the phones? Jeff, you ready to work? 800-636-1067. MGM National Harbor listener lines are open. Here's the question. What was the harder game to watch? The Giants beating the Vikings? Or the Cowboys thrashing the Bucks. Don't go anywhere. It's B. Mitchell. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's gonna go! Alvarez ties the game! Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. When did this song come out? 70s? Mid, late 70s? Can you imagine being in a club like if you were 23 and this song came on? <laughs> the whole thing's about to go. Jeff, you should play this in the club sometime, see what happens. You want to get me fired. I'm telling <laughs> you, people would respond, man. Here's what people are responding to. Wild card weekend. Epic, epic weekend of games. It was good. I, I put out a simple tweet. That's what I do. I just keep things simple, Landfill. I put out a simple tweet at J.P. Finley NBCS. What was harder for Commanders fans to watch? In a, in 26 minutes, we've had 2,000 votes. Mm-hmm. 64% of voters say the Cowboys rolling the Bucks and Tom Brady. 36% of voters say the Giants beating Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Our guy Earl Forsey says the answer would be C, All of the above. Every (laughs) playoff game this weekend made me feel worse and worse about the commander's season and where they may be headed. I like how Earl thinks, man. That's from Earl. Yeah. How about this one from Tailgate Ted? Says, Giants versus Vikings was more difficult for me to watch. I bought plane tickets to Minnesota when we had an 84% chance of making the playoffs. Mm. Knowing that could have been us, stings. Hmm. Mander fan on Twitter says, we have more talent than the Giants. That's why. Phone lines are lit up. Let's go to Tim in D.C. But we were 0-1-1 against them. 
Correct. Didn't beat them. I mean, I, I think people got to get over that talent. You got to be able to get that talent to play up to their ability at the proper times. MGM National Harbor listener lines are open. Timmy, what up, man? Hey, fellas, how y'all doing this morning? Doing We're good, right, bud. That's good. That's good. I think the, the the most painful game for me was uh, was the Giants, man, because we had them twice, and we should have beat them guys both times. Now, the Cowboys, you know, I accepted that because the Cowboys, they've been rolling, you know, so they deserve to be in the playoffs. But the Giants, you know, they were squeaking about, you know, by, by games just like us, and we had an opportunity, man, to, to be right there in that spot. But the difference is, is coaching. So, you know, we just we, – we got more talent, but we always seem to get out coached. So, you know, that was that was my biggest hang-up with the playoffs I, so far. I, I don't disagree. Thank care, you, thanks for the call, Tim. Uh, let's go to – I think B is in Haymarket. B, what what was the hardest part for you on Super, on Wild Card Weekend? It's it's always harder for any real Washington fan to watch the Cowboys win. My favorite team is Washington, whatever you want to call them, and anybody that plays Dallas. And it's because the fans of the Dallas Cowboys are insufferable. They don't know what they're talking about, but every time they win, they come out with their brand-new hats and their brand-new jackets. I respect Giants fans. They, you know, they, they have a little knowledge about the game, but just for the simple fact that I would love to see Dallas fans suffer, that's why it was hard. Well, and it's been a, it's been a tough year for Dallas fans because the Lakers suck. Thank you for the call, B. Appreciate you, man. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Let's keep it going. Rick, our guy Rick is in North Carolina. What up, Rick? Hey, what's up, JP and B, man? How y'all doing? Good, good buddy. Man. What was the worst game for you? Good. Um, really, I wouldn't call it any worst game. I mean, it, it, the fact that uh, that we uh, that the Giants beat Minnesota, well, that was well and good. But uh, if, if we had gotten in at the seventh seed, I can see what happened to Seattle happening to us uh, being in the game, and then then it winds up like it is. But you know, and people keep saying, well, we should have beat the Giants. Well, you didn't. So, I mean, and, and it's clearly evidence that the Giants' front office in one year with the G- GM and Brian Daybow as coach, they, they're just better than we are. It's just, just straight up. I mean, there's no other way to put it. They, their GM and uh, and coach are better. It, All right, man. It's hard to argue with it, man. Yeah. Thank you, Rick. Um, like to go to my guy, Jeff. Nobody suffers from Ashburn syndrome worse. Jeffrey, what was harder for you to watch? The Cowboys just rolling the Bucks last night? <laughs> Watching the Jaguars give up all that, their lead is was the worst thing for him to watch. Uh, yeah, you were. Because he got to bring money in. You were heavy on the Chargers. <laughs> but we'll, hell, we'll include that. Because it was your birthday weekend, and I think you spent all your birthday money on your Chargers bets. You loved the Chargers Saturday night, and they were up 27 to nothing. And lost. And lost. Then you had to watch the Giants go to Minnesota and knock out your boy, Kirky. Then you had to watch the Cowboys just thrash Tom Brady and the Bucks. What was the worst part for you? I have to agree with Earl. Everything, JP, because, one, B. Mitch called me while I'm in the middle of my party. And me being a, a, a good Wait, sport. Wait, the, the WF Saturday night? He didn't answer. I did answer. No, he didn't. I, I answered. I answered. Which no. one of you doesn't remember answer. correctly? I, I, I texted him and left it there. He didn't answer the phone. I he didn't talk sworn. to me on the phone. I could have sworn I, I No, no, you, okay. you were in the well, Who do you believe? <laughs> B-Mix thinks he didn't answer or Jeff thinks he did? 
I believe Brian also. Thank you. All right, y'all know I'm going to have to go to my phone and pull up the facts. But just watching all of these teams play this weekend, all I could think about is that's supposed to be us. That could have been us. And you know I got the syndrome. We, If we was the seventh seed, we would have done better than Seattle. Me personally thinking that. Um, the Cowboys, they, they looked like – this is the first time in my lifetime – where the Cowboys actually looked like the hype from the beginning of the season they, they into the playoffs. Really good. Yeah, yeah. They, they looked really good. And I'm just thinking, like, wow. And then my cousin tweeted yesterday. He was like, man, it's three teams from the NFC East in the in the playoffs. We have the best, the best division. And as soon as he said that, I was like, man, it should be four in there. But there's always next year. Hopefully. Sound like a Cubs fan there, Joe. <laughs> uh, B, what was harder for you? Uh, and, and harder maybe is the wrong word because I know you don't let they, it get to they, you. They, nothing was hard for me. What do you see. think is worse for I, Commanders fans? The thing that I thought about was at the beginning of the season, I felt the Giants were going to be the worst team in our division. I felt it was going to be Philly, Dallas, us, Giants. And then you're watching the team that you thought was better, that you were better than, playing and playing great. And I, all I can think about, I'm serious, all I can think about is everybody was trying to dismiss the Giants and Daniel Jones the whole time. Yeah. And this dude is out there looking like probably the best quarterback in the in the draft in the, uh, in the in the playoffs at the moment. You know, to pass for three something, and he was had a high percentage completion percentage. And still come back and run the ball as well. I'm sitting there going, "Why the hell we can't make those steps like that?" That 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 concerned me more. That, than That to me is the hardest part, man. Yeah. I, I just for for Commanders fans and and hell, even for like the staff, for Ron, for Mayhew, for these guys, like to watch the Giants. Flip this thing upside down in a year. And do you see that sometimes in the NFL? Mm-hmm. Like, you'll see a worst to first, but they didn't go worst to first because the division was so good. Mark Christopher on Twitter says, despite the week 18 win, I think Cowboys are better than the Commanders. I don't think the Giants are, and I think the Commanders could have won in Minnesota. The Commanders took the Vikings to the wire. Yeah, I I mean, it's a, it's a hard one, man. And so if we had made the playoffs, who which quarterback was gonna play? To me, that's an easy answer. <laughs> ah. And since we as we say Sam is gonna be the starter next year, wouldn't we have started Sam? Maybe. I I don't know. I, I think the commanders have real talent. Um I I, I really like their D line, although I think Payne's gone. I do like their wideouts a lot. I, I I like Cam Curl a lot. Um, I think the Commanders have real talent. That they just putts putts away. Mm-hmm. It's a frustrating year, and watching the Giants pull that off. And and we just talked about this in the break. You know what? I, let's talk about it when we come back. You know what it is for NFL coaches? It's Sam Cassell season. I'll explain when we come back. Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. Bet the NFL playoff with FanDuel, where every play is a rush. This weekend, FanDuel is giving all customers a no-sweat, same-game parlay during the divisional round. It doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account. 
You'll get free bets back if your NFL playoff same-game parlay doesn't hit. Same-game parlays let you combine all your favorite bets for a chance at a bigger payday. Just pick up the game coming this weekend. Let's go with the NFC because you got the Eagles playing against uh, the Giants. So you can go with Jalen Hurts over passing touchdowns. You can go with any time uh, touchdown score. I'm sure you put Saquon Barkley or Miles Sanders in that spot. And both of those running backs for the over rushing yards. You can even ride with thousands of other fans and bet the popular same game parlays already made for you. If you're new to FanDuel, join now with promo code Brian to see for yourself why it's America's number one sportsbook. And if you already have FanDuel, you can start building your no-sweat same-game parlay today. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 106.7 The Fan. You have to be 21 years old, president of Virginia. Three-plus legs, minimum $1 bet required. Refund issued as a non-withdrawable free bet that expires seven days after receipt. Max refund is $100. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. B, I want to give you my quick synopsis of every wild card game, and then you tell me if you agree. All right, let's go. Uh, Saturday afternoon started this way. Niners, Seahawks, ass kicking. Niners are better. Yeah, yeah. Seahawks Seahawks was fighting for a minute, though. But the Niners just Until the Niners just said, you know what? I conditioned to go 15 rounds. You conditioned to go seven. Right. Yeah. Um, Chargers, Jags. Epic collapse by L.A. I mean, when they got somebody as heavy as Jeff, Jeff on your back, you're going you're gonna to run out of gas. I mean, <laughs> Jeff's just catching brutal shrapnel right there. But they're up 27 nothing. You got to win that game. Yeah. Um. You, you tried to tell him that the coach was an idiot. You can, uh, The coach is an idiot. You can tell me a million things. Uh, th- they're not firing him because they don't spend a lot of money out there on coaches. That, that's just the truth. <laughs> you can't, you got it. 27-0 in the playoffs. You got to win the game. You should be fired. They don't. You can tell me they like them, blah, 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 blah. That's about money. Yep. But something I noticed in that game was Doug Peterson's willingness, and he's shown this before, but his willingness to – put it on the line and make decisions aggressively, smartly to win games. Mm-hmm. The uh, the late two-point conversion there I, I thought was a, a really ballsy call, and it worked out for them. Also, I, I tweeted this out yesterday. I don't know if folks noted this. Phil Rauscher is the Jaguars' offensive line coach. He was here with Callahan. He was the assistant O-line coach. Get ready to hear about another former commander's assistant having some success in places. You going to be Rauscher? Not a ton of O-line coaches get to be OCs, but um, that one's going to be something to watch. I'm just put a pin on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dolphins, Bills, I don't know. that You and I have said this for a couple months now. Josh Allen has his proclivity to throw terrible. He's good, but he could be bad, man. He He's great, but has a way – higher bad throw percentage than any other great quarterback in the league right now. What I love about him is what makes me hate him at times. He is not afraid to make any throw or try to make any play. Yep. But sometimes when he tries those throws or those plays, he put his team in a bad situation. And then but the thing about him, he'll do he'll throw a bad play, come back and do the exact same thing and look fantastic. I and the Dolphins showed real guts, I think. Oh, they got yeah. down 17 nothing, and that place was electric. Yeah. 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 Dude, if the Dolphins, Jalen Waddle holds on to the ball a little bit more. 
Yeah, Jalen Waddle had, had a popcorn little um, snack before that game. I think the Giants going on the road and winning in Minnesota was the most impressive win of the weekend. Um, there are only two road teams that won this weekend. They're both from the NFC East. And, and again, like I said with Peterson, I think Brian Dayball showed a real set. I yeah. think he showed real courage. Uh, he's going to try to win this game and, and not be scared of what could come out the other side. He was at a point where you win, you continue on, you lose, you go home. You have to find a way at that time. You can't be cautious in those moments. You know, if they were leading by a lot, then you don't do super stuff. But if we're trying to come back and win a game, I got to take chances. Point blank. Well, and the Giants, you know, they were up early, looked like they kind of coughed that thing up. You don't know what's going to happen. The Vikings are so good late in games. Kirk, man. Um, I'll say this, though. We don't normally break it down to this, but the offensive line of the Minnesota Vikings, they were getting whipped. Consistently dominated that and game. consecutively. I mean, like, they, they were getting whipped. And the Vikings' defense is not a playoff caliber. I mean, they just. No, they're not that good. <laughs> I, they're. And, and I don't know exactly how you The pick. luck meter that you, so you told us about. Both of those teams were high in the luck meter, yeah. weren't they? Yep. I mean, what did Saquon end the game with? Mm, here we go. He had Saquon had fifty six yards receiving and fifty three yards rushing, two touchdowns on the ground. How about the kid Isaiah Hodgins for the Giants? Yeah, hundred yards and a touchdown. But see, that's what significantly I'm out outproduced Justin Jefferson. He steps up on that day and performed. That's coaching, man, and making guys have a belief in themselves. Um, Ravens Bengals, we haven't really touched on. You know, I, I, I think Valdez he, he called it. The Ravens were in that game. The the cover was there the whole time. Nobody on earth is gonna predict a ninety nine yard touchdown return the other way. <laughs> no. You you can't. But he, he we thought it was gonna be more or less we thought that the Bengals could come out there and handle them. Valdez felt it was going to be a closer game. And that game was super close. Super close. I, I mean, I, dude, without the crazy fumble return touchdown, I think the Ravens win. Mm-hmm. And then if the kid just catches the Hail Mary at the end, it was in his hands. Yep. I mean, those are the moments you live for, dude. I think guys at that moment, Not though, that it was an easy catch or anything. They're but. looking to fight somebody off, rather than focus on the ball and, and grab it and hold on with dear life. Like like David Tyree in the Super Bowl. I watched that play over and over again. I'm wondering how the hell did he hold on to that ball? Just think, he's holding it with one hand stuck to his helmet and never let it go. It just his, his mind was the ball, not anything else. Hold on to the football. In most of those Hail Marys, that's the moment. That's what you got to think about. Football, nothing else. And then the, the last game, the Monday night game. I love having a Monday night wild card game, that was by fun. the way. Just an absolute ass kicking. Tampa wasn't very good. The NFC South was bad. Nah, I don't know what the hell Tom's going to do, but I don't think he's going to do it in Tampa. I don't know that I've seen this officially. Is Leftwich officially out down there? I don't think so. I didn't hear right? that. Well, I mean, I imagine you'll get a text, but I there's there's expectations that they're going to move on there, but I don't think it's happened yet. There's somebody in uh, Pittsburgh waiting on him. 
Mario Lemieux? Mm-hmm. A different M name? The coach that never had a losing season. Oh, I, what a boss Tomlin is. <laughs> what a boss. Um, all right. To take us into the 12 o'clock hour, the Reverend is on the line. Rev, Rev T, what up? T. Oh, I sit here. I'm sitting here doing my homework. Y'all made me lose my train. Y'all bammers, man. First of all, we were supposed to have a party last week. Oh, I've been holding me. Let me try to taste that good food you supposed to eat that. I was tasting it, Jeff. You hear me tasting it. But anyway, this weekend, though, you talk about this weekend. And, and, and I'm, let me say this. And y'all tell that Jared Bama, Jared Jones, to put this in the books. I was kind of glad to see the Cowboys beat Tom Brady's ass. I'm tired of Tom Brady. Tom Brady just need to hear, oh, he's a GOAT. He's a GOAT. But now he's starting to become one of them, ah, one of them old Billy Goats. You know, with the nasty gray hair. Just hey, He just need to go off into the sunset and count his losses. But as far as those other games, though, Sunshine, that boy Sunshine from uh, uh, the uh, return <laughs> of the Titans. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did good down there in, in, in the Jaguar land and stuff and everything. But I'm a little concerned for my brother Brian Leftwich, though. But if they release him, though, I, what y'all think about him coming to D.C.? But anyway, y'all know I love y'all. Happy Tuesday. And yesterday was Martin Luther King's birthday. Happy birthday to Martin Luther King. Let me tell y'all something real quick. You know, when I was younger, the preacher used to say Martin the Luther the King Jr., you know my brother wrote a paper back when I was in the seventh, uh, six, uh, second grade that said Martin the Luther the King the Junior. And my yeah, yeah, she gave me an F and sent that paper home. <laughs> and my mama beat the Martin Luther King in Junior in me. See how that worked? Y'all know what this is. And that's a true story. Rev, see, I love y'all so much, Bamas. Happy Tuesday. Believe, baby. Love somebody. I'll march with me. All right, brother. That's our guy, Rev T. He does it like <laughs> nobody else, man. March with him. March with us. Don't go anywhere. Pete Haley joins us next. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.